welcome to another edition of the Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling, probably brought to you by the Mysterious Benefactor. I am Jayhawk, and I'm just going in order that they're on my screen. It could be a little different this time. We got the lovely and talented Marky. I should be first, but hi. Or should I make you laugh? Maybe the best mm, for laughs. Either, either one. That's You just don't want to be stuck in the middle. And speaking of stuck in the middle, there's Jay Gold. I, too, have been bought out by Endeavor. <laughs> stuck in the middle. Sorry, I had going to regret. And we got Home Office and Cove, Charlie Butter. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's your buddy, Butters. Oh, that's new. I like that. That's like your WKRP in Cincinnati call letters. I like that. You can yeah, yeah. use that from now on. You even get the reference, Butter? No. I, I didn't think so. <laughs> No, I got it. Oh, well, it's an old reference. Okay, we're, we're old. We're we're old, Jay Gold. Right, like, it's for old. The that we pop for is going to go over their head. But can't, I thought can't, it was funny. Everybody in Ohio listens to this show. They know WKRP in Cincinnati. Can't relate. Oh. One of the great TV theme songs of all time, by the way. And it really was. And the greatest Thanksgiving episode of a sitcom ever with the turkey drop. Look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. How was everybody's WrestleMania uh, week last week and uh, independent collective um, shows that interfere with everything? Empty bar shows. <laughs> <laughs> Suzuki doing karaoke judging and ready to hang himself. How's Yo, bless doing? him. He got paid so much for that. So <laughs> You hope. You hope he got paid so much for that. You, you would think. I, I yeah, literally I watched... I literally watched none of the indie stuff. I watched the Hall of Fame on Sunday, uh, and I watched both nights of Mania. That was it. I didn't That's really. It? I didn't. Nothing really made me want to watch. No, uh, and, and it, it was. I, I agree with you, Butters. I put on from the second it went on the collective, and uh, honestly, um, it just doesn't have the feel anymore. You'll ne- it, I know the pandemic ruined. The collective it ruined it, and so did two nights of mania, and there were a bunch of things. 2018, 2019, maybe even some of twenty seventeen with spring break. It'll never be replicated. You cannot bring back that feeling of like the collective, all the shows, everybody being together, the big names with AEW people are gone. It just, it's just not. There's nothing there anymore. Now, once they said I, spring break, wasn't doing the collector fuck. Like, there was no point in anything on the collective for me. Like no, that, no, that, that the one. Know, that's the one big tradition with the collector fuck. Go oh. at this point, it ran its course though. It's some of them just went so. There was a whole show that was mostly just the cluster fuck. I think, I think we can move past them. I, you know what? I don't know. I, I, I you make the argument whether it's been good as the old ones, but I still had fun watching some of the stuff this weekend. I, I mean, it was fun, Mars. I had, I have no problem. I will leave wrestling on if, if it's live and like kind of vibey for. I'll never turn it off. There's no reason to. You know, pop it on the TV, stream it, whatever. Now. But like even down to like there were certain weekends where big names that were that were past their prime got it back and went on runs that are, you know, PCO, Too Cold Scorpio, Rock and Roll Express. Um, there's a bunch of guys who took that weekend and ran with it. There's just nothing there right now. I thought like there's nothing to get hyped about as far as, you know, even like I, I mean, mean- I wa- TV- I, I even a lot of these shows are three o'clock in the morning. The problem with the time difference too was a mess. Look, DDT came to America, and I feel like that was enough for me. 
Yeah, can, I'm, glad was guys, fun. I'm glad you guys had power to watch some of this shit. <laughs> uh, you want to let us know? Tell everybody how you feel, Jayhawk. Uh, so we we had big thunder. A a big storm come through. A lot of high wind. Like one o'clock. Like right, right when the NXT show was the NXT main show was starting. Yeah. I put the NXT main main show on because I wanted to see a couple of the matches on it, and power flickered off and on. Okay, no big deal. When we had the big storm, storm package, power flickered off and on a couple more times. No big deal. I start looking out my window. I see a bunch of cars like slowing down, like right outside my house, just kind of stopping and then going forward. Like what the hell's going on? So there a a wire coming from the pole right outside my house that's no longer attached to anything. It's lying across the street. I still got power at this point. So I'm thinking, and yeah, I don't know what, what the cable goes to. I'm like, I can't be an electrical line. I've still got electric. About two o'clock, power flickering off again, duck and come back on. Okay, no big deal. I got my, my daughter with me. I use her cell phone to call the electric company to report the outage while I'm watching the NXT on my phone. Not a big deal. Finally get hold of somebody. And I'm like, and they're like, well, we have no ETA. I'm like, well, here's the thing. It's like, I've got kids. If the power can be out more than a couple hours, like I need to figure out who's got power that I can send my kids to for the night. They can't be here overnight. There's no power. Well, we'll, we'll text you, let you know. Okay, no problem. And at that point, I'm calling my mother-in-law. I call my brother. My brother's like, yeah, we've got, we've got power. Just bring everything over here. You can watch WrestleMania here tonight. He was going to come to my place. Okay, no big deal. I get to my brother's house. A little bit about four thirty ish. I get in the house. He go. We just lost internet and cable. Are you fucking kidding me right now? They still got power. So like I made my phone a hot spot and did that for WrestleMania Saturday. While WrestleMania Saturday going on, I get the tech message from the electric company about five minutes till eight, and it says we have to estimated restore of your power nine thirty. Okay, cool, no problem. Five minutes later. Get a text from the electric company. We estimate the majority of our country will have power back by 11 p.m. Tuesday. Like literally within five minutes, they've gone from it will be back within half an hour to it's going to be three days. Fuck you. That's not even the ballpark. Like, don't even send me the first text at that point, right? We got. I guess we got it back like three o'clock in the morning. My wife came home from work. She's like, "I'm just going to sleep and going straight back to work. Like, I'll just stay home and not deal with it." And she texted me in the morning, like, "I came back on like 3 a.m." We're still like, what the fuck? So a happy ending for all, huh, Jayhawk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like I didn't, like I didn't. I was up to get it one out, but like no big, no big deal. Cause my brother had power, and I was up to get about the internet hit plane, but again, no big deal. Use the phone and hot spot, but with that whole, it should be back up in half an hour. Okay, cool. Just kidding. Fuck you. I think I hated that. I I I hated the tea more than anything else. Yeah. Do you think one was just sent on accident? I I I honestly have no idea what was going on there. And the best part is, whatever that fucking wire is, it's no longer across my street. It's just in a in a like in a coil, like a snake in, in the on the property line between my <laughs> yard and neighbor's yard. Because they didn't even fucking fix the power, whatever the fucking line is. So Don't I have touch no it, idea Jay what Hawks. that line fucking goes to. Stay like, away yeah. from it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, stay and, away from it. And, and apparently, not an electric line. If that's all they did to it, and apparently, not the cable or the internet line. Being, I've got both of those right now. Well, I don't know. I'm glad you got that out, though. <laughs> I know you were chomping to get it out. Yeah, I, so, so I wasn't the only one that had the battle technology this weekend. I had no problems with technology this weekend. I was able to watch everything 
smooth as silk, if you will. So I had I had no issues with my internet or even my power. What I did is I I so I have a PlayStation Five. I caught a sale of one of those expansion hard drives. I'm like, you know what? Space eats up so fast on that thing. I'm gonna upgrade it. So I get it. I ask around how easy to put it. I'm told, oh, it's simple. You just you take off the cover. You unscrew a screw. You unscrew a second screw, and you plop it in. Well. You see, what what, the, what they don't tell you is sometimes Sony just tightens that second screw, that brace where you're supposed to brace the hard drive in. Just a little, just a little too tight. Just like a little too tight. That you, they might, the screw might come pre-stripped. Oh boy. So, uh, 30 minutes of frustration. Um, thankfully, thanks to a rubber glove and then some pliers, I was able to fix the screw. I couldn't actually, like, with the screwdriver, screw it back in. So I was just spent another 20 minutes just with my finger screwing said screw in to tighten it down enough. Uh, so yeah, that was a fun time. Why do you hate me, Sony? Don't do this to me. I mean, most people like a 30 minute screw. I'm just saying, not appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst part of my weekend was though the. Like the only the only peak of placement that had power near my brother's house were Papa John, kind of a couple of local placements that are even worse than Papa John. Somehow I had to cut off a fucking Papa John for peak of the weekend. Yeah, Papa John's is cat food. That is gross. What's on, What's on this weekend? weekend? So. What do we got? What do we got this week? After a long week of professional wrestling, which was extremely exciting and uh, uh, I think controversial, and it was fun to be around just talking to people either on Twitter, or on text, on Discord. What do we got this week? Anything good? Uh, not nearly as much this week, but on the IWTV kind of thing, of course, wrestling open on Thursday, 8 p.m. like normal. Friday at 7 o'clock Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, West Coast Pro present Home of the Killer. Masha Klamovich against Mayu Yamashita for the West Coast Pro Women's Championship in the main event. Uh, Aja Khan is on the card against Burt Vickin. Uh, and uh, Jordan Oliver against Brian Keith on that card. That's a pretty good lineup there. Isn't there a BLP show this weekend? There is. I haven't gotten there yet. Ah, okay. Also on, also on IWTV at 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern on Saturday, April 8th. Freelance Underground presents Into the Fire. Your top two matches on this card, Freelance Underground Independent Champion Storm Grayson defending against Wet Barkley. Oh. And Freelance Underground Tag Team Champion Pick and Pop against the Bitcoin Boys. Oh, even better. Oh, All the favorites. On the Fight TV kind of thing, as Jay Gold hinted at, we do have a Black Label Pro this week. It is 9.38 Eastern Time. Black Label Pro at the Square Caracurl Expo. Billy Stark against Sue Young for the Black Label Pro Championship in the main event. For the Midwest Championship, Joshua Bishop against Gangrel. Oh, wow. Yes. That, that, that magic a thing. We got the Violent Forever Open Challenge on that card, and Filthy Tom Waller against Jake something among others. No, I think lot, on I be. think on Twitter they answered that already. The uh, I think it's PME against Violence is Forever. To be honest, and they may hide. I if that the kink, I didn't see that if that the kink, but that's awesome if it is. Yeah, I saw it on uh, on on Twitter before, so I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, 
And that's not that's not even half that lineup. That exact lineup. So yeah, lots of, lots of good stuff coming up this week. And that's just and that's not all of it. Make sure uh, subscribe to IWTV. Subscribe to Fight Plus. Seventeen ninety nine a month. You get access to everything that's on both of those networks, including the on demands. More than enough wrestling to satisfy. At least I hope so. Fuck yeah. With that, let's see if we can go ahead and get our guest on the line. He should be about ready to go for it. The EVP of audio engineering for AIW, the uh, uh, <laughs> the the OG of the Ohio podcast shit, the uh, the second, uh, third, fourth, and first mic of Pod Van Dam. <laughs> Ronald Two Legs, Pat Franklin. Thanks for coming on, brother. Hey yo, what's happening, everyone? Well, we're just we're just sitting around ch- shooting the shit and uh, really entertaining ourselves while we waited for you to jump in. So we uh, uh, we're glad to have you. And, and I, I'm not sure how we we start off knowing that, you know, you've you've had a, a pretty successful podcast career and now you've been doing <laughs> full full time gig for AIW. So uh, maybe we start off. We can ask you about your experience from last week. What did you Su- think of that? Uh, successful that podcast career, man. You're yes. really fucking buttering me up here. This is fucking Dude, feeling good right let, now. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. This isn't blowing smoke, though. Pod Van Dam became in the last like in, and through the pandemic and into, you know, the new year really did become a, a pretty big part of independent wrestling. I mean, you guys had so many fucking names on and. You you had you know you you had Dwight really put you shoot you guys into the stratosphere. The uh, Dom story with uh, with Phil Baroni really got things the engine going. So I mean it, it it's not hyperbole to say that you guys were kind of the OGs of it. First off, speaking of blowing smoke, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, "Holy shit! Look at that sweet ass tube that Mar- Marcy's got right there. That fucking thing rocks, dude. I'm jealous of that fucking bad bad motherfucker right there." Um, she she been fixing the fix t- the fixing the fish tank before he got on the air. Yeah, there is a proper repair. <laughs> um, but uh, you just—I think you just say that you're just a homer. You're from you—you you are tapped into where we're locally from. Nobody gave a shit about us anywhere within a hundred mile radius of Cleveland, Ohio. Come on, that's just—you're uh, crazy. Just Jay Golden, uh, Joe Posto. That would get right. I yeah, mean, the, you had a successful Adam uh, Patreon. I mean, you know, the Patreon did pump out. You know, you had you had enough listeners. You had enough to put on a a, a Discord that you know, probably at one point had 40 or 50 people in it. I mean, it wasn't anything to sneeze at. The Patreon was successful in the fact that we got money from people and sent out merchandise. It wasn't successful in the, in the idea of making bonus content. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, we we delivered on a lot of, you know, we delivered on the merchandise aspect, which, which most people were paying for anyway. So that was like, mostly there was like no in between tiers for us. Like we had like the lowest tier people, the lowest tier or the highest tier and the highest tier was the merch tiers and everyone that, that all got fulfilled. So. Yeah. So, what did Dustin call you guys? Alberti called you guys the uh, uh, a merchandise company. Or yeah, a- <laughs> we're a clothing brand. Pod Van Dam is a clothing brand now. <laughs> well, I have so much Pod Van Dam stuff. I wear it to all the the indie shows along with our our stuff. So it's it, it definitely did succeed as a clothing brand. Um, that one that's it's fun to do merch and stuff. It's a pain in the ass. Um, it's a real pain in the ass. So it's I wanted to always do stuff that was like. 
not shitty because you gotta start from the beginning and make it good because you're gonna get complaints no matter what so you gotta make it really good so you're gonna get rid of all like a handful of complaints like oh this is a shitty you know it's a gilded t-shirt you gotta you gotta get all the good shit first so that the complaints are just whatever but it's a pain in the ass uh putting out merchandise that's for sure well, it did come out great, and it got you guys a lot of notoriety. Even even the wrestlers wearing the uh, the fanny packs and the uh, the sweats, seeing Tom Lawler in the PVD sweats. I mean, that had to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, that was that's a fun one. Uh, that's that was part of it that makes it like worth it. Uh, by the time we got down to the sweatpants and even the shorts, um, when I had wrestlers asking me for them as opposed to being maybe me, then like, hey, well, you want to want this, you know, and then, then hopes that they would because I would never be like, hey, you want this and then wear it out there like no fucking shot. I was saying that, but yeah, I would give it I've given away plenty of stuff, but uh, to have, some, you know, a couple people towards the end come up to me and be like, hey, let me get that and then wear it out there was always great. Uh, members only always gave us the big rub they said our name they had made they made steve say our name like before every show for them (laughs) (laughs) they love their tag team of the year plaque they don't carry the oak around yeah they they didn't uh they got their own fanny packs now so they were rocking those at the last show which you know respect to that of course but uh yeah they used to wear the fanny packs and had the had the plaque but I mean, you, you guys were doing the, the wrestler interviews. You, you did almost what, like a whole season of, of wrestler interviews like we were doing. I mean, but you even had like, I still don't know how you got what's his face on from ROH, uh, Red Titus, but it was, um, it was pretty, pretty good. That one was a classic, uh, classic <laughs> Pat got drunk and uh, Ed said, you won't do it. <laughs> I went up to him and was like, hey, you want to be on our show? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> That was um that was pretty much the main reason that Ed had me join the show is because he just never wanted to like talk to anybody like wrestler wise <laughs> at shows like he would never want to go up to people and ha- like try to promote the brand so he would just be like oh you won't do that and I would feel like yeah, sure sure I will <laughs> um I will never forget the time we got Gage to do it and he didn't kill me so I was like pretty much anybody else after that I'll fucking say anything to get I don't give a shit you know what I mean I, I don't even remember you had Gage on as a as a guest no he did bumpers for the show oh, a few yeah. times and it was just funny like get that interaction with just like asking him to do that and I was like you know if he ain't gonna kill me then you know what I mean the least worst I can do you know or the whatever I can ask him the worst they can do is say no yeah it's, yeah, yeah. it's super duper intimidating to try to like go up but once you do it a couple times like there'd be certain shows where like i'd i would think about it and then i wouldn't do it and then other shows i'd be like ah fuck it whatever and i'd go up to a bunch of people and get a bunch so uh doing that for the longest was uh always super intimidating now i just make josh get a hold of whoever and uh <laughs> see now, tell now to come i know on the show yeah because me and josh we got something in common fucking booze brother you gotta right. start imbibing <laughs> in that alcohol charles and uh and you won't give a shit you're like oh fuck, well, fuck it what are they gonna say no and you just go over there and be like hey you want to come on my podcast no i also have i also have sam behind me going he's like what the fuck is wrong with you get over there and talk I'm like <laughs> all right all right yeah <laughs> that's how we met thorn for the first time when we were at a at a fun house and he was just standing there when we first went to our first show and sam's like oh my god we're older than like everyone in here we can't go over and talk to somebody I'm like, you're right. You're right. I'm an elder statesman. Like we went over and started talking. (laughs) I just need a little confidence booster. I'll go handle it. Alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Alcohol for them, too. It it makes them Um, more open to talk. Yeah, sorry. I forget what your actual first question was. You mentioned smoke and I got real excited by Marcy's fish tank. Oh, yeah, I think we've asked the question yet. No, no, no questions asked. (laughs) Just just vibes right now. Fair enough. Um, Butters, did you did you want to? I didn't want. I don't want to jump you. You want to go ahead? 
so all right so i actually have a a little bit that i'm gonna do here uh and it's about things that you enjoy and then why i enjoyed them at one time and now i hate them so no (laughs) so i know you're a a, a big skateboarding fan um i'm assuming you used to skateboard in your younger years do you still skateboard now no not with you know when when i fell and shit i had that uh the injury i can't i don't really chance it i used to snowboard and all that shit but now with my ankles they're so fucking fragile i can't i can't chance it so i I, man there's been times where i like i know that you have like uh skateboards up on your wall as like art and stuff like that and there's been times i've seen really cool ones and then i look at the price and they're like three four hundred dollars and i'm like no that's not worth that to me (laughs) like it's just gonna go up on my wall i'm never gonna use that yeah um the industry with that like that as a hobby and like a thing now has kind of gotten a little inflated too um you'll see some stuff listed for a price that it's like you're like it's it's never gonna sell no one's ever gonna buy that for four hundred dollars like a hundred maybe you'd probably get somebody but some and sometimes it's just a case of like people thinking they have something like thinking that's worth more than it is like you see that a lot in skateboarding Mm -hmm. um yeah it, it happens so my first story is uh, about skateboarding, and um, I had a friend named Ryan who was big into skateboarding. He could actually just skateboard pretty well, and uh, me being the fat, incoherent person, uh, <laughs> I could not skateboard very well, and I had one of his hand-me-down skateboards, and uh, we went to this place. Uh, I know Jared knows what it is, uh, Echo Lanes in Warren, yep. and we were skateboarding outside. And uh, me being terrible at skateboarding, I stepped off of the curb onto my skateboard and uh, it went out from underneath me. I went ass over tea kettle. Uh, <laughs> it got run over by a car. Uh, I ate shit, and this was in front of a group of girls that we were trying to impress at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the bowling I, alley, skating at the bowling alley. That yeah. seemed to be a popular thing everywhere. So I fucking I ate shit, fucking just laid there and my, my skateboard was destroyed. And I'm just like, I can't go back inside and show my face. So I sat there for like a half hour until we got picked up. uh so that was that was uh that was my skateboard story um and then i know you uh you like to go out to the uh rv and and camp during the summer yes Uh, i used to love doing that as a kid uh but i have three really horrible stories from doing that as a kid (laughs) okay uh so the one that we used to (laughs) the place we used to camp uh again jayhawk would know where this is it's like out past champion and like someplace out that way uh and uh they had like a nice big pond and uh so like it was like right by our um our rv so like we could go like fishing and stuff uh i was like going fishing for like one of the first times and i got one of those four-way hooks that had like the four hooks on it oh yeah uh caught into my fingers and i had to get those removed uh like while my dad was like screaming at me that i did this so it was just the worst experience ever uh then like finally there was like kids the one week the one week we went and stayed up there uh and uh, so like i was like oh i'll get to hang out with some kids and like maybe make some friends and uh so they were playing baseball and of course i didn't have a baseball glove uh and they wouldn't let me play baseball so then i uh ran back to the camper and cried for like four hours because uh i couldn't play baseball with the other kids and uh so yeah that was a thing uh, and then, so then like that same summer, I was uh, flirting with this girl that I was really into. There's a group of us uh, that were like hanging out and like there was these girls and they had their group of friends. And so I was sitting with the one on the swing, talking to her. And of course, the swing broke and I shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, I laid there as they all uh, laughed and walked away. And then one of them ran back and kicked me while I was down. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. oh, no. <laughs> so that's why I don't like camping anymore. <laughs> and lady, butter can still kingle. <laughs> oh, my I've never gotten over that. Uh, that hurt. I think you're going to kick me when I'm sleeping. So I feel like. Um both of those things like skateboarding and camping like as a kid like you're inherently gonna get hurt doing both of those things if you're doing it right like if you're doing it right you're gonna get hurt inevitably skateboarding for sure no doubt um i destroyed my that's why i can't fucking walk at all i wake up every day in pain um but i you're gonna destroy your body skateboarding but camping as a kid like if you don't get your finger stuck in like a fishing hook or get like stung by a bee or like have your friend slam your fingers in the car door on accident or like i don't know man you, you that's that's what part of being a kid is just getting hurt and fucking doing stupid shit so i feel like you did it the right way i mean fuck it yeah those, uh, those girls kicking you while you're done is pretty <laughs> fucked up but that was just my little bit that i was thinking of this week of like things that i know you enjoy and i was like man i used to enjoy those and then that happened and i've never enjoyed them since so Dude, I, <laughs> um, I, I, butters i can't ride a bike or skateboard or ice skate or roller skate or do anything with balance so i i feel you i'm not doing any of that shit let's keep my feet on the ground skateboarding to me and i love it for a lot of reasons but one of the things to me is it's like it's a lot like wrestling in to me it's like not a sport it's it's art and it's like performance it's about what looks good especially in wrestling like everyone can do the same moves but it's about how you do them and how good you make it look when you do them and there's like so much to it like with attitude and clo- the what you wear and just everything about it skateboarding and wrestling are very similar um so i've always you know just i you know, I've started started skateboarding when I was like fucking ten or something. Just never stopped until I destroyed both of my legs. But yeah, that, those two are very similar in that where you know it's everybody can do. You know, every professional wrestler can do moves X, Y, and Z. The same as like professional skateboarders, but it's how they look when you do them and how other people perceive you doing them. I guess. You know, you, Pat, you're doing you 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 bring up wrestling again. I know you know uh, there's a lot of things I I like to talk to you about when we when we talk, but you know, now that you're like in it every you're doing, you're working every AIW show, you're company you're, man. Know, yeah. <laughs> like, tell me, tell me, because, you know, you had that. Sh- we, we talked to the Bitcoin boys last week about that venue. What were your what were your thoughts on the uh, on the uh, Temple Live? Um, I love it. It's weird. It's a very weird thing to be a part of it now because I went my in my introduction to independent wrestling was was just as a fan you know jonah brought yeah. me to my first aiw show and i was pretty much hooked ever since the first one i was like this is fucking great um coming from like a punk rock and like indie music background like going to shows like that from the time i was like 13 on you go to smaller venues and you know see these people in these shows in like such a smaller setting so that's why indie wrestling was great to me so i went for like five or six years as a fan and just knew like that side of it and then you know, I talked enough shit. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the story or how, you know, how I came to be the sound man of AIW, but I pretty much just talk shit about a guy that I don't know and <laughs> have never met before. <laughs> um, it's just pretty rude. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Traxler actually hates me, but um, he wasn't able to do it. And at this point, I was like pretty good friends with Dom. And he was just like, I know you got all the equipment, so we need someone to do Wrestle Rager. It was the one where it was uh, at that bar in Parma mm-hmm. uh, where Parker Pierce works first stop or last stop, whatever it's called um yeah and that was the same one with Rhett titus uh so oh. 
<laughs> yeah, I just you. showed up showed up with my equipment and uh it's been a wild ride ever since. It's definitely an it's very different. Obviously it sounds dumb to say it's different than being on the other side of the guardrail, but it's just such a different perspective. Um and then now like when I watch shows like WrestleMania yesterday, do you just think about it in a whole different way and stuff? I don't know. When we did we filmed that AEW Dark uh yeah. show in in Dayton or wherever. And that stuff was really cool and like just it just shows you a whole different different side of it. Um, I'm going to do Black Label next week, so I'm pretty excited to see how another indie does it. I've seen AEW and how they're, you know, what they're... You're doing sound for them? No, we're going to do video. I'm working with Chase and all the AEW video guys. Oh, nice. And what did you think of the new venue? Did you like it? Yeah, so that was getting to that. So as being yeah. on that side... Sorry, I get kind of sidetracked. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, being on that side of it, I didn't see a lot of the fan side. Like people said there was, you know, it was hard to get through the building or beers and stuff, those kind of prices. I had to carry shit upstairs and that sucked. Um, but other than that, it was great. Um, I think the presentation of that room looks better to me because I love the Odeon, but that, that wall where the sound booth was in the back, like the back control panel and then the stairs to go up, up the stairs to like the upper balcony. To yeah. me, it always added like a weird dead space. Um, people packed, you you know, it was packed in and people, you know, it, you, it looked full, but I like how the way, how the, sh- uh, what do we call it? The asylum now, uh, the Masonic is like a full square room. Like it, I just thought it looked really good. Um, I know that their policy is like no balcony stuff, but if it ever is to be opened up to fans, I think that would be like an incredible, you know, an incredible seat opportunity for fans getting to watch from the balcony is probably pretty rad. Um, I, 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 my, my first thought was, I wish I could go up to that balcony and watch the show from there, but I just that just looking down on everything, I think be a great angle, especially when you get freaking Bishop and Justin doing their thing on the floor. I know that it's all open to like the backstage and where a lot of the guys put their stuff and girls put their stuff like the locker room is pretty much back there. Um, so it, if they did ever open it up, it'd probably be like a super like limited slash expensive ticket, but it would definitely be worth it if they ever did. Cause it's pretty rad. What we need to do is sell every one of those shows out and just keep packing the place because me and Pedro walked around with the guy, like not the owner, but he's like the main person there um, at the end. You like, you know, these venues, they have a guy like a point of contact that and at the end of every show, they kind of walk around and see what you did, what you broke, you know, what they're pissed about, what they're not pissed about. And that guy really liked me and Pedro for whatever reason. He just <laughs> he really liked him and I he was like, oh, we got all these other rooms. And he showed us a lot of other places. So if we could pack that place and if we could ever eventually sell enough tickets to get into the big room, that would be some historic shit because it would be so sweet in there that big room if you've ever seen pictures of it or if any of you know, the local people have ever went in there it's fucking sweet it's and, basically and, and, hammerstein oh that's still that would, that would look incredible if you guys could do that now yeah. now that place also that was that place is run by Ticketmaster, right so there were some issues there too right yeah and i mean that's just the thing unfortunately with growing and getting bigger and just needing a bigger place unfortunately the days of like mount carmel anywhere i just say that as a name just to like blanket a type of venue those venues are gone like no one is just gonna be like yeah come rent my hall sell beers for what you know two dollars a ticket or whatever yada yada all you know free parking shit like that man we like cleveland as much as people don't want to realize or admit it is like getting a to be a bigger city like downtown if you're anywhere in downtown cleveland proper 
you're going to pay for parking. You're going to pay. It just, it just is what it is. Cleveland's just a bigger city these days in 2023, I guess. So yeah, like, yeah. He, you know what I mean? That card alone. I mean, he spent so much money on that card, you know, selling that place out, everything. It was still a money loser. So like to, to be a bigger company and to get some of these big names in, cause the Indies are so tough, man. I mean, even look at like the females that are available for, and what the money that you have to get some of these girls to, you know what I mean? Like, not that they're not worth it, but it's like, it's a lot of money. And if you want big cards with big names, we're going to have to be in a bigger venue with more tickets and shit like that is just, it's just part of doing business. Unfortunately, it sucks to be blindsided by it. Obviously, you know, if somebody, you know, you're going down there expecting free parking and all of a sudden they're like 10 bucks, that fucking sucks. But it's just music venues, places like that, bigger companies, they'll be like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. lady was like, yeah, I said free park. She even, she said she didn't say that, but she could have looked right at Thorne and been like, yeah, well now it's different. Cause they booked another show. That room has like four rooms in it. So they booked another show. So she could have easily looked right at him and like, yeah. And now it's 10 bucks. Like they don't, they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Thorne tries, yeah. he tries to do his best for everyone. But sometimes when we're just getting to be the point now where we're, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're too big for Mount Carmel's. We're too big for, you know, these smaller places. Luckily the Odeon, we were spoiled because that was a bigger music venue, obviously in downtown, but he got really lucky because there was the pay park right across the street. So you didn't have to walk far. And it was in one of those older lots that's been owned forever. So it was very cheap. And the guy who owned the Odeon didn't give a shit. Like there was re-entry and stuff. like a lot of places don't do that type of stuff, you know, bigger, these bigger venues, they're just not, they just don't do that shit. So we were kind of really just spoiled from Mount Carmel and the Odeon to be completely honest. Is, is Akron free parking? Oh yeah. 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 They have a big parking lot. That's, that's the shrine is that's a dying breed, man. The fact that we are even there and still run that place is lot. We're very lucky because yeah, you have free parking there. You know what I mean? A lot of the, that building, what that has is very slim to none finding a venue like that. Yeah. Like, so here where creative pro runs, they run at a, a same type of place. Um, and there, they have the free parking and the, uh, I think they fit in about two fifty, Um, so it's much smaller than the Masonic, but, um, you know, it, 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 those, you're right. Those days, like out here, it's much harder to run a show in New York and you, you need all sorts of regulations and nurses and all that shit. So, oh, yeah. you know, they, they, I'm stunned every time I see them running shows, but I know that it's very difficult. So I can only imagine like, you know, in Cleveland, you run out of places like that and then you have to deal with these, you know, cause we don't, they, they ran that GCW show at the Melrose ballroom two weeks ago and mm-hmm. beers were 18 bucks. And it was, you know, that that was some bullshit. Like the whole place was, you know, some bullshit. It's impossible to find those those good places anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, New York prices, 18 bucks. That just that was probably wasn't even on bread or those guys. And you know what I mean? I mean, it just it just sucks. But it's just kind of where we are in the world anymore. I know. When was the last time people have seen uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, a wrestling show at a high school gym anymore. You know, not even the high schools let them come in anymore. So. I just think everyone involved that is going to hear this or that is on the show is past. Like, I mean, I'd still go to a high school gym show. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but for for your value and your money, where you're spending your money, the fed that you're going to ain't running in no high school gym. No, I, I will. I actually just worked a show to high school gym a couple of weeks ago. So. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not above. I'm not saying I'm above going to a show and it's just, the fed that I'm back in my, you know, so home fed for me is not going to be a, a, a fed that's running in a high school gym. 
I've evolved past that, I guess. Now, now doing your side of things now, being the the EVP of uh, audio, um, does it change? And doing a podcast for as long as you did, do, do you have any like changes in how you enjoy wrestling or enjoy listening to shows or doing shows anymore? Does it change a lot of that for you? Um, as far as like the wrestling shows, I like it. It's harder to pay attention to certain things because I know the outcomes of stuff and yada, yada. Like there's certain things that I'm privy to. So it's harder, you know, to, to watch in a certain way, but I still get really amped for the matches and shit, especially because like a lot of the guy, like I'm the last person they see before they go through the curtain. Typically at most places, um, it's the little different when we were at the Winchester cause the curtain is a little farther off from where I sit at the desk, but typically I'm right behind the a and the big AIW letters. And on either side of me is either curtain. So I'm the last person they see when they go out and the first person they see when they come in. So, and everyone knows I'm watching the match. you know, they know I'm, I'm back there having a, a beverage or two. I'm watching us. I'm standing, I stand up for the main event and shit. And like, you know, I'm fucking, so like, they know if they were to ever add, like, how was it? Or if I'm like, yeah, that was good. Or yeah, they know I'm not like, you know, blowing smoke. Um, yeah, I'm actually, cause you know, I have to pay attention. I do the time and shit, uh, coach or Jacob Clemens, you know, those guys do time, but I have to keep time to know like, okay, if they got 10 to 12 and they're at 11 and a half, I better be ready to be on the button. Cause it's going to be, you know, we're coming to a close here. So I'm always paying attention, I guess. Um, there's a lot of people in and out of the back and at the monitor position in gorilla. So, but I'm, it's always just me and either chase or Caleb, whoever's producing at that time, us two, you know, you always see me or them right there. So they know like, Hey, how was it? Or, you know, I don't know. The, uh, the Jefferson show last year, that was a blast to get to sit underneath the tent uh, the whole day with uh, you and Stacy and everybody and uh, watch the show from there. That was really fun. Yeah, that was another rare one where where I wasn't sitting, you know, next to right where they come out. And those are tough because and that show is a little easier because it's nothing crazy as far as like storyline or any real big, you know, things, cues that I have to look for. Um, that show is kind of just like play the tunes when they hit the pin, play them out. Um, but it, yeah, it's it is my job. That's what I say all the time. I post that most of the time. I post on Instagram. It's either my wife and kids or my wrestling shit. And I say it all the time. The caption. I love my job very much. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Marcy. Okay, so I I know you're you're a big Fortnite guy, correct? Love it. What the fuck is going on with Fortnite right now? I watched, I saw a clip. There's like fucking Tony Hawk rails. They're doing grappling hooks. There's air dashing. What the fuck is going on with Fortnite? So the grappling hook hasn't been brought in yet. They showed that in like the preview of the newest season. But yeah, the weird grind rail thing is weird. There's one part of the map where it's like a city and all around the big buildings and like the high rise buildings, there's like grind rails. I think it's to limit because there's like you can take like fall damage. So giving it it gives it like an extra layer of like mobility like if you're up on the top of a building you hit those like grind rails and you can jump off of that and when you hit the ground it doesn't give you damage from that so it's just kind of adding an extra layer of like mobility with it um i don't play the build mode anymore once they took build out i switched out most of the people i played with switched over to like the non-build portion and i've never went back 
It just it looks nutty as shit. I'm like, this is the closest I ever got to be like interested in this game. It's it. They say I never played. I downloaded it, but I played like one or two games of Apex. What is it? Apex. What's that fucking uh, game? What, is it a Legends? I think? Apex oh, Legends Legend. or something like that. Yeah, that one. It's like a lot of people say it's a mix between Apex and Call of Duty now with like more cartoony graphics. But for me, that's the reason I like it. I've played Call of Duty and I've tried to play Call of Duty. You got to know like guns and shit and like really read the, the all the maps are super dark and they're like pick up an M16 32 with this 12 odd scope with the fucking rat nuts. And I'm like, man, I just want the purple <laughs> AR. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to just want the cool looking one. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's just so, Fortnite is so much easier for me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just. I like things dumbed down. <laughs> there's, there's like all those cool skins too. And that's like, I, oh, there's, I could play as Leon from Resident Evil. I, I might have to play this now. Yeah, they've incorporated a lot of po- pop culture stuff. Like, if there's anything you can think of in like pop culture, really, there's probably something for it. Like, they have World Cup uniforms. They have every NF, you know, NFL, NBA. Um, there's all kinds of X. There's every Marvel kit. Like they did the whole fucking gamut of the Marvel universe or whatever. There's like every one. Um, there's Star Wars shit. There's fucking. There's every weird pop culture thing. There's like a skin for it. So that's another way they kind of you know try to get people. And it's free. That's the fucking best part about it. It's a free game that updates constantly, and you don't have to you know pay for a new one every time the new season comes out. Does it does it still hold up? Like, is it still what people are? Because I, I remember watching you guys, you and Jonah during uh, the pandemic. Does it is it still that level of like people are ready to like they're they they just go absolutely crazy for it, or is it kind of dumb like died down a bit? Um, I mean, just like anything, it's a you know, gaming is huge right now. So I mean, it's just you know, it's definitely still up there as far as especially like streamed games and stuff like Marcy, you're huge into like gaming and stuff and stream. What wouldn't you say? Fortnite is still like a top streamed game right now. Oh, that's definitely it's always it's it's going to be one of the ones that are always is consistently up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it changes to like so I was saying, like, you know, a new season of Madden comes out. You're paying 60 bucks for Madden 23 every time Fortnite, every few months when they do new seasons and they change the map, add new guns, yada, yada, yada. It's free. You don't have to buy a new game. You just update your game, which is that to yeah. me is a huge port. I've been playing the game for like five years, six years or something, and I've never I, I haven't paid a dime for it. You know what I'm saying? Those, those skins is where they get you, right? So part of it, though, like they have they get there's like a uh, like a battle pass where you pay 10 bucks and you do different like different things directives will have challenges yada yada in the game and then when you do and complete those challenges they give you like points like as you go through and as you go through it you earn more v bucks so you, if you wanted to you could plunk down 10 bucks how many ever years ago and if you complete the battle pass you would earn enough to buy a few skins and rebuy the battle pass at the next season so huh. yeah, people. That's how they make their money because the skins and there's dances you can do and all kinds of wild pay, you know, pay shit. But it's just if you don't, you don't, you're not forced to spend any money. I don't know. I really want to make Ryu from Street Fighter do some really dumb dances. I feel like I have to spend the money now. So a lot of the emotes and stuff like that, the dances is part, like I was saying, part of the battle pass. Once you complete these objectives in the thing, you get these the dances and the skins and all that shit. That's what I like. You once you, if you plunk down the ten bucks, even if you did ten bucks for every season, you still wouldn't be over a couple hundred bucks. Which you know, some of these Xbox like Madden, that shit's like eighty bucks a game once a year. Yeah, never changes. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't change. I, I stopped buying and I and I started buying like um, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
uh, NHL and NBA at the end of the season because I want to see what it is, and uh, it's exactly the same as the year before. I just I can't do it anymore. It's not it's not <laughs> worth it to me. I'll buy FIFA and now that FIFA lost the license. EA lost the license, and so I have no idea what next year is going to be because they're going to need a new game. Um, but and the show is different every year. I like I like the show. I'll play that game all the time. But uh, they just need to bring back NFL Blitz. I agree. Classic. Oh, I fully agree. I'd love to see, and I'd love to see it in a cabinet game again. They have Blitz in those one-up machines. Uh, if I ever had like ridiculous income, you know, at my my new house that we'll be buying, I would be having like a game room, and I'd put a bunch of those one-up arcade machines. And they have Blitz. They have Blitz and NBA Jam, and I would that would be but, the first two purchases. That and Ninja Turtles. Oh, those are oh, so I, sick. The yeah. NBA Jam one has like the NBA Jam one has like online too, which is wild. Oh wow. Yeah, X-Men, that's a good one, too. That one was my favorite. Oh, that X-Men. And also, it, you know, you could get, like, Streets of Rage on there or something like that where you get just something big where you can play, you know, in those cabinets, which, you know, that's that's kind of a lost art, those cabinet games. When I go to, like, Dave & Buster's, there's nothing worth playing anymore that's, like, new. Everything kind of sucks, the new cabinet games. Oh, they're just, I know. Uh, would disagree with you. He, the, the pinball master, I was going to say, I'd have to get a pinball uh, no, machine. No, the pinball is completely Trombetta. different. Yeah, pinball is completely different. I'm talking about the shitty, like, like cabinet games that they have made where, like, I, I think there was a there was a Minecraft, like, beat-em-up that I saw at Dave & Buster's, and they give you a card. It was fucking awful. Oh, it's all, like, this, like there's, like, Flappy Bird at Minecraft. It's all app yeah. games now. It's yeah. all just apps that are from your phone. But yeah, They I throw them meant, into like, a cabinet. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now let me now let me get back to wrestling real quick. Sure. We we are a wrestling show, are we? <laughs> it's wrestling adjacent, right? No, that's that was you. Well, we'll take it. We'll take <laughs> it. Run with it. Yeah, Hayabuki. <laughs> right, you motherfuckers aren't doing anything anymore. We'll take it. <laughs> I, I, I do. I was going to secretly try to get uh, Ed and um, Jonah on with you tonight, so we could do a secret PVD reunion. So, yeah, we said I kind of said that we summers kind of dropped the ball on that because he could have had me, Ed, and maybe at least TSJ or somebody. I don't know if Jonah's ever doing a podcast again, but he could have got <laughs> at least me and at the very least me and Ed on at the same time and had like, uh, you know, he could have been printing, printing downloads from that just, mm-hmm. just the, for the very first right, time. <laughs> that, that's why Cameron's been doing the draft show. You've won one, Ed won one. He got one more coming up. We're going to get you and Ed on at the same time if he duck a final. Uh, just to correct you real quick, I've won every draft show ever that I've ever been on. I am the I've, king I've... of draft shows. No one has ever beaten me. I am undefeated. Looking at you, Adam Van. You lost. Well, so let me let me ask you then this, Pat, because you're you're you've got the uh, the heart of AIW. You're behind the stage, blah blah blah. Let's talk about this. Who's your favorite right now? It doesn't have to be just AIW. Who's your favorite to watch right now? Is it still your boy Janela, or are you are you moving on, or, or do you have any any uh, vested interest in a bunch of guys, or do you just do it? You, you know, that's your home team. You're just rooting for all those guys. Uh, I really love. I do love Joey. I feel like Joey has had a resurgence lately. Um, he he went away for a little while or even a little before that he kind of i don't know maybe stepped off the gas is the phrase but he's been back and having some really really good matches um especially at aiw he always i mean if you just based his matches at aiw you can't say that joey janela isn't one of the best indie wrestlers every match he's ever done at aiw even back in when it was not even a big name and it was him and penelope and they were doing like six man you know six-way scrambles the dude has been on fire every AIW show he's ever done. Um, but aside from the bad boy, um, I really, I'm a big Isaiah Broner guy. Um, ever since he came around, 
Uh, I've just thought that that dude, he's just got like that, that it in of wrestling, man. Like you look at that dude and you're like, fuck yeah. Like this dude is going to beat the shit out of somebody. Like I just, <laughs> you just got that look. Like you just, everything about him. I, li- I like that guy a lot. And then from being backstage and you know, I get to talk to him and everything's great guy. Uh, good, good dude. Um, I love Derek. I love all the AIW guys. It's hard to even pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Josh is a, a monster. That guy, uh, you know, you, you stick your fists out as he comes around the fucking thing and punches everyone's fists. How hard do you think he's fucking punching me back there? Some of these motherfuckers are <laughs> chopping me and shit before they go out. And they're getting all fucking hyped up. Water's going everywhere and shit. It's fucking wild back there. Um, Dom's always going to be one of my what favorites. Do you like, yeah, what do you like on the other indies? Any any of the other guys that, you, that you're watching? As far as um, like people that don't, I was going to say people that don't come to AIW, it's hard because we kind of get most of the big names, like a dude that's been coming around lately, Alec Price, that kid rules the prize is like the man. Um, You see him everywhere now. So it's like funny to think that like he's almost part of the AIW roster at this point because he's on so many shows, but he's also just everywhere. You see him like literally everywhere. Um. As far as people that I've never seen in AIW that I really like, um, there's not too many people. Um, I, I like uh, Bounty Keith a lot. We haven't got to have him. I saw I've seen him on a few shows, and I've always said I like that dude a lot. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. Butters, you're a big, you're a big Keith dude. Yes, sir. Um, trying to think of like who, um, who hasn't came around that. Koo obviously has never been in AIW. I would love, I've seen him do single stuff on other shows and places and, you know, Kevin's great. Um, it's hard to say too, cause I really don't get to watch a lot of wrestling anymore. I'm extremely busy with, I have like literally like four jobs. Um, I have two kids. I have a wife. I have a fucking million other hobbies and interests and shit. I do sports cards. You know, I watch football. I do a million fucking, I never have any free time. So it's hard to watch other wrestling that's not like AIW or AEW. I see clips of WWE shit, but you know, you got it's everyone knows it's been so sporadic with anything actually watchable on that show in a while that I don't tune into that too much. Um, yeah, but as far as like indie, yeah, I don't know. There's not too many, in, too many indie names that I, I'm, I'm not too tapped into anyone that doesn't come to AIW too much. I have to say, it seems like there's, there's a lot of, uh, indies now that there's just not like people aren't popping up and stepping into that role of like being like a big star. Like remember before AEW, how like a wave of guys would go away, they would go to WWE and then like mm-hmm. the, new, the new wave would step up and there would be this new wave of like top tier talent. And then after six months to a year, they would get signed. And then the next wave would be ready to step up. I think with AEW starting, they took so many of them guys but now it's like there's it's it's weird like AIW has a really great pool of talent but pulling from other places there's one or one or two people here and there like Bonnie Keith maybe a Trisha Dora somewhere like a handful of people here and there but it's it's so sporadic and so like not cost effective to bring in anybody anymore so it's just kind of yeah yeah it's just hard because it's like you got to look at and then from thorn's point of view it's like is is this person going to sell tickets am i going to spend x amount of dollars to fly because mostly anybody who's a name or at least worth bringing in is probably a fly-in mm-hmm. so you got to think about 
a flight, and then maybe even a hotel, depending on what the flight situation is like. So you're looking at all that money up front already. How many more tickets? How many tickets is that one person going to sell? Right. So it's hard. He has to really pick and choose, you know, what names to bring in here and there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's tough because there's just so many. You know, you look at Elvac runs on the 22nd again the same day. There's so many. There's so many shows that overlap that it's hard too. the The pool of talent and booking and all that shit is so difficult. No, I didn't even realize Elvac was the 22nd also. That's all right. Yeah, Makes yeah sense. so you just look at stuff like that and it just happens so much more than you think that it's like, you know, it's just And hard. he's not and Thorne's not going to bring in like deathmatch wrestlers like and and shit like that. You're not going to see John Wayne Murdoch on an AIW show. I mean, it's just you know, or the Kirks or anybody like that. So yeah, it's just going to make those- it difficult. Some of those guys, obviously, yeah, are just straight deathmatch. But I mean, I think you could bring in like a John Wayne if you had something like, like in the Fonzie in the Fonzie t- tournament. Sometime, you know, that could be a name you could see. But like yeah. some of those guys have a huge fee, and it's like, how many more tickets is John Wayne Murdoch going to sell? I think you get yeah. a bunch of people to be like, oh hell yeah, I'm coming out for that. But would it outweigh what his flight and whatever you know that's just the the decision i have i'm not saying it would or it wouldn't i'm just saying that's the type of decisions that have to go into it right yeah even like i'd love to see like an mv young on an aiw show you know i'd love to see him in like a scramble or or somebody like that just you know that pittsburgh area is is really starting to uh to bring up some good talent it'd be nice to see some of uh some of those guys uh, on the show who from the uh, new crop of talent really caught your eye uh, when they debuted? Was there anybody that really stood out to you that you really are a big fan of right from the rip? Oh, yeah. I love the babyface mercenary. Big Sam is my dude. Love that kid. He's really good. Um, Vic Vice. Love Vic. That dude's great. I think he's really good. Um, there's a lot, a lot of them. All, a lot of the new students are really good. Shaw. I mean, you look at how that kid has went out there from his debut match and and almost every match he has, he goes out there and really gets the crowd. I mean, that's one thing. It's one thing to go and you go out there and you wrestle and you perform moves the right way. You don't get hurt. You don't hurt anybody, et cetera, yada, yada. You do the job the right way. But to really grab the audience at such an early kind of stage in your career, like how he has, he's really kind of taken that character and really, really kind of, he's really progressed quickly, I would say. I, I think that kid's really good. Um, who else? There's so many names. Um, I like AJ a lot. Um, the Slugger. Yeah, we've had them all on, and they've all been. They were all really great, and uh, it's it's really fun to once you get to know them a little bit. And now, like now, I'm rooting for like all of them to do good things. So like it's it's a little bit more from the standpoint of when I first saw them and didn't really know them and just kind of was like whatever. I don't want to see these guys, and you know these can be you know the Thursday guys thursday night show guys to meeting all of them talking with all of them getting to know them and being like no i want all these guys to succeed i want i want to see big sam at uh you know the asylum doing like a choke slam and jumping over the top rope into the crowd and shit like i want to see all these guys have those big moments so it's uh it's really cool to be able to uh kind of latch onto them early and be like a fan of them early and watch them progress so I think that's like one of the best parts about AIW is because we have so much homegrown talent like that. And that's one of the biggest reasons we have to get the Thursday shows up and going again. We have to when we're actively trying very hard to get a venue because that's how you're going to see some of these younger talents. And that's how you're going to really start to kind of 
enjoy them and get to know them, whether you like it or hate, whether you like them or hate them. Some of these smaller shows is the best opportunity for AIW as a company to put them out in front of you. You know what I mean? It's just so many less chances on a big like asylum show. But if you have a a thing like where you see Big Sam in a couple matches on Thursday where you're like, damn, now that in a couple great matches, then he gets a Friday match somewhere or a set like a Saturday night at the at the shrine somewhere that it's it's all progression. And luckily, AIW has the school and has these smaller Thursday shows they have you know they have the opportunity for you to kind of like you said follow these people from the beginning all the way you know and that and that's what's really cool about you know indie wrestling you can say you know some of these guys when when Josh Bishop goes and gets signed by the WWE inevitably you can be like that dude used to pound the shit out of my fist when he came around the ring he you know I fucking know that guy you know Mm -hmm. you watched him come up from yellow and black no consequences Josh Bishop you know what I mean yep yeah yeah, I got one uh, more real quick here before sure. we get before we start getting to the voicemail here. I don't uh, believe anyone actually called, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never didn't believe anybody called your show either, and it happened every week. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you don't necessarily have to tell any story because we don't want to go too far behind the curtain. But sure. you've got some cool motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah. Name, name some names, and if you have stories that you feel you can share, share one. Um. There's been a bunch of guys that are really great as far and like even it goes from as big a names as like the Godfather, like big names like that to all the way down to like, like I was saying a guy earlier, like Alec Price, like every time I see that dude, he's like, oh, what's up, Pat? Like when we talk and bullshit for a while, like that's my dude, like I, that guy is, you know, like it's just getting to meet and befriend some of these guys, whether it be like I said, huge name like Charles, like dude, Charles held court, man. That dude was sitting back there just telling story. Like that's that's some of the the best part is when these guys or girls, whoever, like because Thunder Rosa, she was really great too. There's been a lot of Brit, she was huge. That was a, a big one. There's these talents that come through and you could easily they could easily be huge dicks and just be totally dismissive and not really kind of give you much time they do their job not be a huge prick but you know what i mean they're not like giving you everything like double j that guy could easily be a huge asshole not give a shit about anybody the nicest fucking guy walks around talks to everybody watches the shows you know thanks yeah that motherfucker thanked me for pressing the button one time you know what i mean like fucking fail you're welcome mr jarrett like (laughs) you know who the fuck (laughs) am i um so yeah i mean there's just so many so many great there's a lot of great. I'm very, like I said, I love my job. A lot of, a lot of lucky moments. The Sandman, Sandman, me talking about football right before the Super Bowl, and he is a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. So getting to chat and bullshit and have a drink with the Sandman while the day before the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? He was like, he was so fucking worried. He's like, my fucking flight better not get delayed, you know, because he was flying back the next morning so he could be home for the Super Bowl. And he, it's just shit like that. You're like, you know. It's 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 pretty surreal, but it's great. It's 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 very great. Yeah, I like Price, man. Like after like the first, I want to say like two times I met him. Now anytime he sees me, comes gives me a big hug. Oh yeah, and, he's and, the like, man. Yeah, he's and we bullshit. Yeah, you know, how things been? The whole nine yards. Even you know Marcy got a picture with him at he's the asylum. And he's like, yeah. he, he complimented her dress, and it's a good time. It's a, he's he's a, he's like one of my favorite people to see at shows. And then of course you know Derek. Like I love just goofing off with him all the time so Effie Effie came in that one night he was just hanging out with us BFing after the show yeah yeah he wanted to do my hot wing show and I didn't even ask him to he's like I'm into it let's do it I'm like oh okay 
Yeah, Effie was a great one. Um, that Gargano was another one was that awesome. it just lined up perfectly for him to do that show because he was in Columbus. Yeah. He, he could do that double shot. I'm really hoping somehow that's, I think that's how we'll get Brian Keith if it ever happens. It's going to be like a, uh, you know, kismet type thing where he lines up with another show. Yeah, yeah. He'll um, be working Black Label on Saturday or something and Mike and Thorne will get together on it or whatever. Yeah, that'll be cool. I, I mean, I, I really honestly haven't had anybody who was like shitty or like even like not even shitty, like like Minoru Suzuki was was cool. Like the dude doesn't, you know, I you know, couldn't fucking speak Japanese to that guy, but he's still really nice, like paid attention, walked around, you know, was was with it and like coherent, didn't just hide away. You know what I mean? Um, everybody was great. Let's Rhett Titus. I mean, that was the first AIW show I ever did. And you know what I mean? Like he was, he was great. I, I don't know. I know there's a lot of, uh, funny stories about the Rhett Titus thing, but he was, he was great. Everybody's cool, but Artie Mac, right? Everybody talks bad about him. <laughs> Arthur MacArthur fucking killed Ben Laden. Don't you dare say a bad word about him. He's a fucking oh, I, I war hero. Oh, I love, I love Artie Mac. Artie's my guy. Uh, he takes a lot of guff. He takes a lot of shit. You know what I mean? He's the butt of some jokes. But I love Arthur MacArthur ever since I've ever started working for AIW. Um, I have to coordinate with him for certain things for loading, uh, you know, equipment or yada yada meeting because I do ring crew a lot of times for the shows. I go and load and stuff. So anytime I've ever messaged Artie or asked him a question, he fucking replies right back. He's super helpful. I love Artie. Can't, I don't have a bad word to say about the guy. I'm glad, awesome. you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned Jeff Jarrett, like a cool guy, but Jeff Jarrett, with his background, the business, you know, being the kind of from, of a promoter, he'd done everything. Yeah. And the fact that he going around and, and thanking the town guy, thanking you know, the, the people that are just kind of there working, not even, not, yeah, not, not, not on, like, on the front line, got that cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that was, that was, that's Jeff is the man. And when we did AW, he fucking yelled at Thorne across. Is that John Thorne from across an arena? Like he didn't have to do that for Thorne, but like, and then that kind of made everyone in our group kind of feel a little better and like more welcome in the scenario too. Like it just, it does a lot. It did a lot. It was great. Jeff Jarrett rules. Nice. So you have a lot of responsibilities. One, of, one could argue one of the most important ones is the pre-show and intermission playlist. Yes. What, what would you say your top five playlist songs are? It's hard because I try to I try to kind of change it up a little bit. I try not to play the same shit um, ever since. And that's when me, me and Broner kind of really became boys was the Eddie Kingston show um, because I have a handful of songs that I play because for the most part, I really just have to I have to please Thorne. If Thorne hears a song, he's like annoyed or this song sucks. I'm going to hear about it or that's like, the, you don't want to piss off the boss. You know what I mean? If anybody else out there like, oh, this ain't my favorite song, what it is, what it is. I'll try to get to the next one. But if the owner of the company hears the song, he's like, this fucking sucks. You know what I mean? You're like, oh shit. So I try to cater it to things that I think he likes or like a vibe. I'll ask, sometimes ask him, you know, certain shows, we have certain themes. I try to theme things to the vibe of the show, you know, wrestle raver, rest, whatever, rager, all the different ones. Um, but when we did the Kingston one, Kingston, I was, I had like four or five John Thorne classics right in a row. Forgot about Dre, fucking a bunch of like 2005 rap, let's just say. Um, and Kingston, after like the second or third one, was like, what? On the mic, because he's doing like the meet and greet with his mic. He's like, what the, who the fuck is in charge of this? Starts roasting me. He's like, what is 2005 in here? Play some, play some fucking <laughs> shit I want to hear, you know? And I know what Eddie Kingston wants to hear for the most part. New York rap, right? So I'm like, shit. And at this point, Broner is sitting right next to me. I'm like, what do I fucking play? 
So he threw out one. He's like, DMX, blah, blah. So we start going back and forth and we start building this playlist of all hits that we know Eddie will like. And after like something DMX plays and got on the mic, he's like, oh, hell yeah, keep this going. He's, he fucking loved that. The next song, he, so he starts hyping us up. He's like, yeah, yeah, I like this is going good. So I'm like, fuck yeah, bro. And are like, thank you. Like, hell yeah. That's the last thing I want is to get roasted by Eddie Kingston on the fucking microphone about my music selection. Um, but I, as far as like top five, mostly like i said it would just be stuff i'm trying to please thorn with so he's not annoyed um and then other than that just try to do like current shit i ask stacy a lot of times for requests um i ask joss jocelyn always has a request here or there members only always throw shit at me um just whoever's sitting around i'm like anything you want to hear or yada yada i don't really you know it's hard to say a specific top five because i try to i try there there's a handful like um what's the one uh slim thug song that i play all uh, most shows for you butters uh, yeah i usually play that one that's usually on there um there's a couple that make it every time but i try to i try to keep it fresh and newer shit uh i'd like some uh someone biscuit on there uh, yeah, they, Thorn loves Blimp Biscuit, so I always have a one or two of that on there. Yeah, I'd like a little Method Man, a little Red Man would be nice. Maybe a joint song by them. I, I like. I like. You're that. coming on the 22nd, right? That is correct. Okay, we'll have to put something on there. We can get the in, in together now with Method Man and uh and Fred I love Durst, that song. Dude. I like. Yeah. I like. That'd be the yes. jam. Just remind yes. me like the day before, and I'll throw it in. Okay. Fuck yeah. What do we got? We got some voicemails. We got from some Patrick. voicemails. We got. Oh, we great. got. Uh, we got three, and uh, one of them is uh, our good buddy Stan. So, oh boy, yeah, yeah. I, 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 did, my, I did my best not to do it so that I can uh, be surprised when he says what he says. I, lo- I love Stan, but I'm scared that he's aware of who I am now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna start off with uh, the other JB. Hey, Andy Wrestling Guide. It's the other JB here. Uh, so you've got uh, around two legs in the studio this week. Uh, oh, yeah. I know we've met, but haven't had a, uh, you know, really had a conversation yet. So I'll be curious to, you know, listen to the episode and, you know, get a little bit more about you. Uh, so uh, I'm going to have a tunes on this one. hope you don't mind. So first one will be more of a, uh, your work with uh, audio engineering for AIW. And the second one, you know, be a free form, uh, fun one. So first one, um, who on the AIW roster has music that is the most difficult from an audio engineering standpoint? Um, like whose songs have levels that are weird for the equipment that y'all have? Well, every, and everyone knows this answer. Everything, um, <laughs> which causes the most issue there. Um, and for my second question, um, just what was the uh, last like movie or TV show that you watched? You know, get a sense of you know taste you know what you thought um and then that's you know open to everybody on the panel so uh let me know and i will see y'all um sometime soon thanks for calling jb we've definitely met um that's one of the problems though with working for aiw now and being the sound person um i have i don't have a lot of time at the shows to like walk around and talk to everyone and say hey like i used to have um so we've definitely met before but it was probably like a very quick interaction um so i apologize for that but uh, i think everyone knows the answer to the the question is whose song is the hardest and that's the fucking bitcoin boys (laughs) um the low end of that song is just for whatever reason just super blown out um the indie wrestling as a whole people in their music 
is all over the place. Um, a lot of times, for whatever reason, everyone always wants to give me their music on YouTube. And I'll be like, is the song on Apple Music or Spotify? And they're like, well, yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just fucking say that from the get-go? Like, why do I need it on YouTube? Like, unless it's a custom song that you had, like, created, what do I need to download a YouTube fucking link for? So the levels of everyone's shit is always just, like, the worst. Um, <laughs> indie wrestlers are bad at, like having a good quality sound file um so that's what's funny when you do get some of these big name guys in there uh, like brian myers had like a fucking flash drive uh D- dalton castle was like let me airdrop it to you and i was like look at you motherfucker like now we're talking here you know what i mean like i don't gotta download this from nothing just whoop right over to my laptop let's go um but yeah the bitcoin boys that low end is so hard it's just like so blown <laughs> out that's the hardest one i have to try to like ride the soundboard on um but it's hard as far as everything is different too. Every room is different. Every venue that we do that's different has different sound and how loud it has to be and how the sound carries in each room and yada, yada. Um, that's why I drink. <laughs> I have to rely, that's why I have to, re- I have to rely on the computer to fire the song. Like I download every song into my computer. So theoretically you could, there could be no Wi-Fi. I could be just in the middle of the woods somewhere and I should be able to press play on the song and it should play. I do that before every show. There has been an instance where the song still did not fire. And it's just, you're just at the mercy of electronic equipment. And as all of us know, as doing a podcast, gaming, all that shit, even your phones, you know, sometimes that shit just don't work. Yep. So uh, as far as TV show that I watch, um, I don't have a ton of free time. I don't really watch any TV at all, but I do watch The Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I've watched yeah, gonna, three episodes of this season so far. The newest one. I was gonna say, have you been you've been keeping up on the man on Mando's adventures? Because I, I just watched The Foundling. I think that's either three or four. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think it's four. I, I haven't been that impressed by it this season. It's been a little bit slow and uh, kind of incoherent. We're building. We're building. That last... we only got four episodes left. I mean, they just did five, so this week is six. If so four episodes, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, that's that's the, how do you tell a story when the episodes are thirty minutes long? The one you're get episode. That yeah, right. Um, the one episode though, where they went all the way back and they like, obviously no spoilers here, but they like had an episode about that one doctor from like one of yeah, the very yeah. first episodes. Yeah. Yep. That that's the only time I get annoyed when we just don't get a lot of Mando action. Like I want to know what Mando's and Grogu were doing. I don't give a shit about some of these <laughs> other people. <I'll, laughs> well, that's um, that's they're 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 starting to build this other stuff because like I know like the Ahsoka show that's coming out later this year is going to tie into this. There's a lot of stuff that's going to start tying in. So they got their starting to build this world from mando so like even boba fett might get another season so like they're they're building with the shows they're building this this world uh before the the new order came about so i feel like yeah that may not make sense right now but like give it like four or five episodes or next season you're gonna be like holy shit this now that's why that was all told to me yeah you're gonna have complete sense yeah you're gonna have to know yeah they obviously did it for a reason but it's like the last season the end of that season what was his name cad bane gets introduced and we haven't seen him since i was like who the fuck because i don't i just started watching star wars they the the boba fett killed him so i didn't see that that was the Thanks, end of Boba Josh. Fett. Wait, I, watched, I watched Boba Fett, but I don't remember. I don't remember that. Was, that yeah, so. that was the last episode. I, I thought he got that. away. No, he shot him, killed him right there in the street in a shootout. Uh, I remember that, but I also think that he faked it and he disappeared. Huh? 
I'll have to go back and look. I'm pretty yeah, sure I he got away. That one, that was like, well, I was like, when's this guy coming? Well, Cobb Vance too. Like, uh, he's he uh, was left in the back to tank at the end of that sh- at that the end of that series right. too. I, I like. I keep thinking that they're going to bring him in as that uh, the, the one place as their like uh, sheriff because they keep wanting Mando to do it. But yeah. all right, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, all but right. that's really all I'm watching TV wise. So that's a solid choice. That's that's the the most bang for your buck right there. Hell yeah! All right, up next is the intense champion Derek Dillinger. Oh yeah, my guy. Hello, this is Derek Dillinger. Yeah, to be intense champion, I have a very <laughs> serious question for Ronald Two Lakes. Um, in the world we're living in, it's very uncertain. You have billions, multi-billion-dollar companies being sold, um, and I know Ronald Two Lakes is a very avid uh, baseball card or sports card collector. So yes. in this current um, atmosphere that we are living, current situation that we're living in, um, Ronald Two Lakes, tell me why the Pilgrim Sandwich is your favorite <laughs> gas station food sandwich. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Um, uh, I I don't like the Pilgrim. It's not good. Uh, it's food from a gas station. I have this conversation a lot. Um, What's like better or get go or sheets or they're all gas stations and you're eating like a fucking caveman from a gas station. Um, No, I'm just kidding. They make decent food. That's better than some of the shit, (laughs) but I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't typically go to get go. So I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a pilgrim guy. Um, I don't like, like the the fucking jelly shit. What is that like cranberry or some shit? It's yeah, cranberry. Like cranberry sauce, yeah. I like cranberry in my vodka, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Parma Mia from Get Go is really good. That's that's that's, a, that's, that's a the one. Choice. That's What's that one? one? Just like a chicken parm? Yeah, chicken parm with mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I I like sandwiches that incorporate goofy shit. Um, like ten years ago, my friend that lives in San Diego, one of my best friends lives in San Diego, and there's this place that started out there called fat sales and oh, they yeah. make these hero you know where sandwiches that dude's from right you know where fat sales from from new jersey yeah say he's free he's whatever brought it all from jersey like yeah, the idea yeah. of the hero they do and that grinder yeah. yeah and they like put like 90 things on it. it's like cheese steak french fries mozzarella, yeah, mozzarella sticks, sticks. Yep. all yep. these salt like it's like crazy shit you know um yeah this guy i grew up with he uh he's one of his business partners out there in that and yeah uh, yeah, and, and that the fat sandwich is something that if you went to Rutgers, the uh, the Rutgers uh, grease trucks used to do the fat sandwiches. So they did like the fat bitch, the fat, you know, whatever. Yeah, and they all got and, goofy names and shit. Right. right. And you can do like a challenge. You can eat like 12 of them in like 40 minutes. They give you. Um, but yeah, they load them up. Give you the death it, certificate because you're going to oh, fucking yeah. die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, that shit is good, too. The fries with the uh, mozzarella sticks oh, and yeah. the rings on top. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, last but not least, it's uh, purple belt time. Oh no! Yep, Stan from Burlington. Hi, it's me, Stan. From hey, Stan. I don't know if you remember me. Oh, we do. Hey, I see you have another guest on this week. That's good because it's not like there were any independent wrestling shows on TV over the last five days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not at all. A show like yours can't survive without streaming content to review in the week in between calls. Sure is nice of Pat Franklin to come on this week and fill some downtime. Fuck, he knows my government. Let's get this out of the way. I saw Vince McMahon on TV this morning discussing the corporate merger that WWE is going through. 
bulletproof. He was sporting a pencil thin mustache. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard that Jimmy Buffett song? Boston Blackie kind. A pencil thin mustache. The Boston Blackie kind. Yeah, I know it. He toned Ricky Ricardo, Jack, get at an autograph <laughs> picture of Andy Devine. You're going to catch off of YouTube now. Buck tooth and skinny, writing fan letters <laughs> to Skye's Nettie. Oh, a good singer. A pencil thin mustache. I could solve some mysteries, too. <laughs> hey, speak of mysteries, why does he grow that? It's certainly a unique style choice. I partly think it's to make up for something else of his that is pencil thin. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Put your penis away, Jake Old. I'm talking about the handmade capellini pasta his personal chef makes. <laughs> hey, Ronald Tulane. Yes. We have something in common. Yeah, we do. We've both done irreversible damage to one of our legs. Yeah, but mine is because I'm too naughty sometimes, and I need to <laughs> rein it in. But you know, that is really one of the granddaddies of wrestling podcasts. Speaking of that, I had a grandpa once. He drove an ice cream truck and thought pro wrestling was real. Every time Pedro Morales beat Bruno Sammartino, he would make me sit in the basement in the dark listening to Dave Brubeck albums while he drank a fifth of Chivas and screamed at the moon. Those were some fun times. But it's fitting to have Pat on after WrestleMania. But I think a better analogy is to say he's more like Barry Sanders. Yeah, he is. He walked Whoa. away from it all when he was at the top of his game. <laughs> hey, Pat, I'm no financial whiz, but I am pretty sure you're not going to find too many corporate trainers who would say, if you have a podcast that people give money to every month that only requires an hour of your week and brings joy and community to a sizable number of miscreants and oddities, it's perfectly cool to simply stop doing it and walk away. <laughs> I don't think you will. <laughs> but you guys, Pat and Pod Van Dam, they made a bunch of sweatpants and then retired. But that's okay. I was a patron, and I took my sweatpants and cut the O and the D out of the word pod, and the M from the word damn. I stitched together to spell dom, and then I ironed them onto a part of my white undies, and I wear them during every dom greening match. Yeah, I do. But seriously, I think we really are just killing time until next week when Members Only is on. Yeah, I do. It's true. Malcolm Chambers is a potential Nobel Peace Prize winner. He does so much for all of us. I'm really looking forward to that show. It's during Passover. Hey, Charlie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Right. Jay Gold is the firstborn. Shame it wasn't in the time of Moses. <laughs> okay, gotta go fight. <laughs> You're lucky. You're lucky, Josh. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly how Dan got punished there, because Pedro Morales never beat Bruno Martino. It's not the thing I have a record of, but you never yeah, can Pedro, tell. I think yeah, Pedro confused with somebody else there, Dan. But yeah, semantics. He seems to love you, Pat. That's I'm the, glad uh, because he knows my first and last name. <laughs> <laughs> he loves you. He loves Malcolm Cambridge. He loves Dom. You know. he, he was a patron, <laughs> so he probably has my return address. So that's Correct. also not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're handing out a uh, cease and desist, right, Mars? That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Jeez Louise. <laughs> well, Patrick, that was uh, that was very fun having you on today. You got any, any plugs you want to do for us while you're here? Is there anything left to plug? 
Uh, just listen. We do. I do a semi. I'll call it semi regular podcast called uh, AIW. The card is going to change with Steve Guy and John Thorne. Uh, you could find me at any AIW show behind the big dick looking eye, <laughs> <laughs> um, or in the parking lot in intermission. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, other than that, yeah, to subscribe to the AIW Patreon. Um, Ed's got a podcast coming out. Hi, a bussy. Um, <laughs> Joe Sposto and Adam Van do a show. Listen to Ed Odds. They're a great show. Um, the good homie Caleb, not Caleb Ellison, on all platforms. Follow that guy. Listen to his podcast, Observational Banter. Um, who else? I don't know. Yeah, dude uh, got two non-drunk smooches this week. Oh, man. Him at the dive bar was fucking he slept in my house i fucking i made him drive me home i didn't make him but we we went and fucking we went to the fucking u-haul and we're like i'm searching the back of all these u-hauls looking for the equipment because i left my fucking computer in one of my totes and i'm like ah, i don't want to leave that in the parking lot of a fucking u-haul you know what i mean right she's like let's go to u-haul and get it i'm like okay it's three in the morning why not let's go <laughs> um i love caleb he's the best uh, I can't wait to hang out with him when I'm in uh, in Akron. That'll be fun. He's a he's a swell guy. Well, thank you very much, Patrick. You're the thank, uh, you're the man. Thank you all for having me on. I appreciate it. I highly doubt anyone wants to hear what I have to say, but people keep having me on their podcast. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks, man. Later. Plugs. Plug City. I guess I'll just start. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and OnlyFans at Fanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. Listen to my other podcast, X-Over. We just recorded with, from the upcoming podcast, Hayabusi, a wrestling-adjacent podcast. Young Ed to discuss wrestling Twitter should be dropping soon, so check that out. And uh, yeah, that's everywhere you can find me. Yeah, Jay Gold called me mid-yawn when he pushed pitch to plug. Sorry about that, but you can find me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Hive at RefJayhawk, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. And I, my next booking is, unfortunately, I'm going to make it making IW, but I'll be working for Real Action Pro Wrestling, their April shower event at the Ohio Urban Renaissance Center in Youngstown, Ohio. I'll have more information about that card if we get closer to it. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. They give me a date in freaking November, and I'm supposed to be like, well, I, if AIW run, I can't, can't. I'm, I'm going to turn down the paid gig to, to pay money to go to a show. You're missing out on podcast opportunities. Oh, it's I, opportunities. Mister, exactly. I want to be on all the podcasts. Yeah, I, well, I do want to be on all the podcasts. If anybody's listening and wants to have me on their podcast, my DM car open. No. Send him nudes. He likes them. <laughs> Now that depends on who you are. Let's be honest. Send him them big black veiny ones. He loves. Oh my those. god! Yeah, speaking of which, butter, get out of my DM. I'm going to block you. Oh my god, dude! I wanted to show you that 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 mole. I I, I needed an opinion if I think what? I could get it removed or not. What's happening? <laughs> butter, what do you got? Charlie going? underscore butters on Twitter. Uh, I'm on there, uh, just doom scrolling as usual um yeah that's that's pretty much it i think um grift hasn't done anything new since the last time but uh go check out if you catch my grift they we you know talk about grifters and con men and stuff and there's there's always some fun stuff on there join their patreon give us money okay 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jgold12. Instagram is the good boy spot. Twitter is the naughty boy spot. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Check out our Twitter handle, IWGuide1. Don't go to IWGuide. That is not us. Our YouTube page that Marcy has worked so hard on. Don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. Uh, if you like listening to Stan from Burlington, show some support. Uh, if you want to get a shirt with our faces, put our faces on your bodies. Listen to our podcast, friends, At Odds with Wrestling, the super fantastic podcast. The card is going to change. Wrestling Cheers, X over if you catch my grift, and Hayabusi, a wrestling-adjacent podcast. Also, our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IW Guide, PW Ponderings, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, and Smoking Jays Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. Once again, thanks to uh, Ronald Two Legs, our guest tonight. It was awesome. Um, we will uh, uh, look forward to our guest next week. Members uh, only. Member of the 27 Club. It's going to be great. Looking forward to seeing you here and those guys. Uh, that's all I got. I'm going to your quote the week, Josh. Hey, it was supposed to be me. And you didn't that's have anything. Do you got something? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot. Let's go to the song. <laughs> All right. Listen, watch independent wrestling, everybody. <sighs> Later, Bye, <dudes>. everybody. <laughs> Later. <laughs> I think I'm going parasailing.